0: I told you about the Gra's Histalkos, the last thing we touched on was the Histalkos of the Vilna God. He passed by Chalamoy I think his the art that is, Kuf Now how old was the Vilna God when he passed away? I mean, I'm sure that this is known. I mean, I, I never read a biography of the Grah. In the Sefer it says that he was either born Tavpehe or Pei, which would be Seventeen twenty 1720 or seventeen twenty-five. The haste. Malterebber was born seventeen forty-five. The Vilna Gaon was either twenty or twenty-five years older than Malterebber, which is an incredible disparity in years. It was much older. Tov Nun Chas is seventeen ninety-seven. So if he was born in seventeen twenty, he was seventy-seven years old. If he was born in seventeen twenty-five, he was seventy-two. So it was past seventy when the Vilna Gaon passed away. Um, I believe I told this to you also last time that there were Hasidim who were. Uh, Let's just say we're particularly saddened by the installments of the Grah There was violence as a result, severe violence. D'alter Rebbe wrote a letter, which was printed, in which he speaks. I told you this. D'alter Rebbe used to call the Grah Hagon HaChosid. That's the official title in all Dalt Rebbe's writings. He mentions the Vilna and He calls When the Grah passed away, he calls Hagon HaChosid HaMoneach Shalei LeDaber Achim Shalagon HaChosid Rebbe had Golke D'er Chedetz Vein. Who passed away who's resting, Hamanoiach, who passed away. The misnagdash of machlekes with Hasidim took on whole new proportions after the vilagom passed away. Again, nobody can tell you this for sure, but I think it's quite reasonable that the Grau would not have allowed an arrest to take place, although it's very, very hard to know. In Vilna itself, there were Mercedes and counter-Mercedes. It was not a comfortable situation. The way the story was always told to me was that, forget. I think even in Beis Rebbe, the, the Vilna passing resulted in a worsening of the machlokes. Now you must understand the history of this machlokes. This machlokes at this point was over fifty years old. In other words, it goes back to the times of the Bal Shemtiv. During the times of the Bal Shemtiv, it was very, much, much more civil. It was much more derechet, By the Magid, it got worse. After the mice of lamid it became war. lamid I told you the story. This Chassid came into Shklov <coughs> and he spoke about the Gro. <coughs> oh, there were several Haramis. They would actually killed Chassidim. Poshet Kipshutim in a few places. Poshet murdered Chassidim Kipshutim uh, more than once. Shklov was second to Vilna. There was Vilna, there was Shklov. Then you had Minsk, and you had Pinsk. But Shklov was Yisrael, a lot of great Gedele Yisrael. And, by the way, in Vilna, the had an incredible following of Chassidim. You have to understand, whoever there was Lomdis. there were also chasidim. Who was drawn to the Altar Eben? Not Poshet Big the big oinim. So Vilna was a city full of his but there was a very, very strong presence of chasidim. And the same is true in Shklov, the same is true in another place. My understanding is that as the Mechlekis wore on, the Eidah people, who were Kavana was Hashem Shamayim, became less and less involved because they realized you know, they don't understand chasidim, maybe they don't agree with chasidim, but chasidim or el chayidim, you know the famous story about this Ms. Nagin who t- tells his father or his Ashashiva that Hasidim are terrible people, he says, Why? They don't wear film? He says, No, no, they wear 2 pissed film. He says, They don't need Kosher. He says, No, they don't need Glad Kosher. Every, she says, I don't understand. There's <laughs> the No, they're no good. Towards the end of the it seems to me it became less and less Hashem and, and more and more politics. There was always a Hashem Shemayim element, there was always a political element. Ms. Nagin were afraid of Hasidim they felt Hasidim were doing things which were against. Halacha and stood against the spirit of Halacha. I mean, we've talked about all of these things, you know. Hasidim changed the kinds of things that Misnagdim could not suffer. And what's the biggest thing that Misnagdim couldn't tolerate from Hasidim? I think it was Kavadat Taylor. I, I think that what bothered them most was that they saw the Hanhag of Hasidim as a bizarre to In other words, this was a world where tayra was everything, mamish everything. Uh, people were making teda People sat and learned their entire lives. It, it was a perfectly normal thing for a man to sit and learn, never to work a day in his wife in his life, and to be supported by his wife—not for five years, but for ten years. And the purpose of this teda they, they, they were not becoming they were not becoming rashi they were not becoming—they were And um, there were all kinds of things built into this culture. For example, the separation between the classes. Atamut Chacham didn't talk to A Pashitaid, Yid Pashti were less. <laughs> Along came Khsidim, raised up the Ish Pashut, and in certain ways brought out a my love in Ish Pashut over Atamut Chachim. It really bothered the misnagdim And then the Simcha, a, a, you know, Atamut Khacham has to respect himself because he's respecting the Tera And respecting the Tera is a certain uh, dignity. And here comes Khsidim, you know, they describe in the in the, if, 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 if you ever see. There's a Sefer called Khidim the Misnagdim. I have it. Which is all the published material for the Tkuf of the Machlaikis. Anything that was printed then, it's 85 or 90% from the Misnagdim and 5 or 10% from the Chsidim. Because Chsidim didn't. Misnagdim are whole books condemning Chsidim. And if you want to appreciate what was going on and what the Misnagdim, one of the things they write in the Sefer is, reisham hanikra They put their head on the ground, their feet near, which is called Kulanzech. This bothered them. It bothered them because to them this was a lack of dignity. And that Bente behave like this. And there were many other things. The fact that they, won, they went from Ashkenaz, you know, the Misnagdim, just like I told you, the Svadim are proud, the Misnagdim are also Ashkenazim are very proud. Along comes a movement of Ashkenazim, and Rahman al-Islam, not they're changing Nus'ah They're changing <coughs> Nus'ah to be like Svad Rahman al-Islam, you understand? We, because of Kabbalah, Pashat. We do things like Kabbalah. And by the Svadim, was because. It, so, it, so there were all kinds of reasons why they objected. There was the issue of Tzimtzum, we talked about this also. The, there were many, many big, deep theological arguments. And then there was politics, cynicism, yisrael, jealousies. Um, I, I'm not so up to date on this, and and I really don't consider myself deficient from my a lack of up to dateness. Shia Munchan wrote a whole thing called Vilna Kirya Nemunna, with a question mark. Where he tells all the politics of Vilna. I never read it. I know but it says from people who told me I never read it. I, but he, he describes that there was a lot of issues, it had nothing to do with Yiddishkeit, had to do with power it had to do with money, it had to do with infighting amongst the misnagdim them themselves the bottom line is, there's no question that as the Waran, wore on the people who were Adalet who were Hashem Shemaim, you know, the Tznuim Moshe Chosyedeim, and it became more and more a political war uh, the name that we all know is Avigdir this is the same Avigdir we talked about a while back who threw the Padish out of Pinsk and took his Rabbanas he was involved in Al arrest but as I explained to you last time, he was not involved in the first arrest, he was involved in the second arrest. When Al was arrested the first time, it was based on a masida, On a, a, a mesida means a libel on an informant whose name was Hirsch ben Baruch. Hirsch Baruchovich. Adaye Mazer, nobody knows who Hirsch Baruchovich is. When Al was in jail, they asked him, Who's Hirsch ben Baruch? Who is he? Who? who? Who Masa you? And those, I don't know. And Al-Tarebbe lists a bunch of Hirsh's that he knew and a bunch of Ben Baruch's that he knew but not a single Hish Ben Baruch. Um, we, like I said here before, we know this now from the documents. The Russian government kept every piece of paper from the al file and about 25 years ago, less a little, uh, it was found and they allowed us to make copies. The originals are still sitting in the archives of Russia but copies were allowed to take and they printed in Kerem Chabad and now it's in Al-Tarebbe's Igreth Kadesh um, that on in Tovkuf Non Nun that means 1798. Two letters were sent from Vilna by a name, man in Hirsh Ben Baruch condemning Hasidim. Um, I don't even know what his issues were. I'm sure one of the issues was money. The way they were handling money. They were taking money. Was. Who is Hirsh Ben Baruch? Keine is ben Baruch. Difference? No. no, but the point is, did it come from, was it organized? Did it come from the Misnagdim who used a fictitious name or was it pashet? The whole thing was based on an olanidaf, on a leaf. Blown. could the m'snagdim have created a fictitious personality, Hirsch Ben Baruch, because they didn't want it to come officially from them and have the Al arrested rested on that basis and so on? It's an unknown. It's it's, it's simply impossible to verify this. Um, I will tell you one thing, Derech Agav, and I don't know how important this Derech Agav is as a historical detail, not as a. Is, the detail, is that there was a man named Volfe, Haravmi Volfa. I, I saw stuff from Haravmi Volfe in some sefer. grace. He was a very, very big person. And he became very, he was a Talmud of the Magid. He became very, very embittered with Chassidim. And uh, the reason he became embittered with Chassidim was because he wanted them to give him money and there was no money to give him. He came to Karlin and um, in Kalin, you had and the Kalina, these were the rebels of Kalin, and he wanted they should give him cover, they should give him money, and they didn't want. So he said to them, If you are not going to give me what I want, I'm going to go to Vilna and I'm going to master I'm going to go to Vilna and I'm going to master He What can we do? When well, Dr. Rebbe was in jail, they asked him, across the exam, the goyim asked him, What do you know about the Rabbi mm-hmm. And he said that he came and he blackmailed us. He didn't use that word, but that was the Techen. We didn't help him. He went to Vilna and Gemaset. And the Vilna Echet didn't help him. <speaking in Hebrew> he was he was never destroyed in the Shammah. There's a story about it, Rabbi Volpo, I believe I told you the story in the past. That, but, that, that, when he was by the Magid. He was considered Mamish Mekdele Talmidyah Magid, from the greatest of the Magid. Atkadekach, that it's brought, I don't know if it's brought from the Seychas, but it's brought from Chsidim. When well, the of magid used to take Tater, his Talmidim couldn't take it. Some would chalash, some would vomit. The, it, to hear a Teireh from the beginning to the end was not Shaykh. The of would hear the Maggid coming. The, the Maggid walked on, on crutches. He, he uh, was a cripple. But they didn't have rubber. Yes, he made a lot of noise. You heard him coming. But the of heard the Maggid coming with his kabbayim, with his crutches. See this? He would start to jump and scream. They would push it, tie him up and carry him out. He couldn't hear a Teireh. The Israqshus of the anticipation. Dr. Rebbe used to say about himself, that when the Maggid said a tater, he said two things about himself. Number one, that it says in Chazal, it takes 40 years to be reached Das Rabbi. Quote, Dr. Rebbe the the said, I reached us, Rabbi. In the very day he heard the tater, the guy, and the second thing he said was, that when he would hear tater from the things were very, very bad. How bad were his accommodations? The, the house didn't have a good chimney. So when they had to put the heat on in the house, the whole house was full of smoke. So everyone was sat on the floor. So the Talmudian Maggit came to Fabreng and Boshet sat, sat with him on the floor. <laughs> and it was embarrassing. But the he said, Voltei if I would have a few more rubles a week, I would have a, a nicer aksanya, have a nicer a hotel, a nicer accommodation. How this was repeated to the Maggit, I don't know. But the Mazit Shemagit heard that, quote, and the Magid said, That was the expression. A worm is eating inside of him. In other words, the Magid felt that this was a chasran in a muna. By a tamad. The Magid which was not lafiyer, achmadre gosi. And the Shads, what was the yavla? Was it the fact that he said, Ik, I, or the fact that he said hoben that he wanted. The bottom line is, he, he became a shikir. Not a shikir. He was one of the great media Magid. He became a drunk. But it's not the pshat he became a drunk and he was no longer a rab He was a rab vopur, but he was also a shikir says his godless enteer, and Hsides never left but he became an unstable human being and this kamasipurim about this one of them is that when he was in Vilna the was in a hotel and he sees a shikir laying on a bench muttering a and he went over and he listened and he realized this has to be because people knew about him so he asked the hotel owner which is his room so he told him so he went into Rav Mivopa's room and he started to rummage through his bags so he wanted to find Gishribi Nechzidis if he had by him written Nechzidis Harab Mivopa staggered into his room he was obviously margish that someone was touching his things he says what are you doing here I'm not a Ganef." so he tells him nobody in Vilna knows this but I'm a Talmud and the Litvak of the Al-Terebbe. I'm a Chassid in other words and I'm wondering to know if you have uh, Ksoven so he says that he says that Gdaylich, the Alter Rebbe. He said to him, he said to him, Ah, today's He says he's looking for a ksav. He says by us, the Rebbe and the Torah, and we were one and the same. Who needed a ksav? There's no need to write it down. You have to write down your name. You know. He says today the chassid and the Rebbe and the is Three things. Everything has to be written down. This was his derrer. And the other story which is brought is that he actually came to Lajna. and he walked into the besmedesh, and the, the, the Alter Rebbe was saying chesidus and he stood and he listened and then he muttered to himself he said to himself we all ate out of one pot and he took away the ganze gedichte. there's different girses. he took all the best so there was a chosid standing near him and he hears this elderly Jew make such a comment so he understood that this has to be him so he became torn he's going to walk out in the middle so the developer walked out so he couldn't decide whether he should wait till the end of the Maimir or he should follow him. So he was machlok; he'll wait till the end of the Maimir And Nachvet and Amnachkin. Anyway, he never found him. But he told us that the Alter Rebbe, Alter Rebbe was upset, and the Alter Rebbe said, it's a should, because if you had brought him to me, Voltechem Ufkahebi." The Alter Rebbe said he could have healed him; he could have been him. But I think that the Rami Volpe is somehow in the Pasha of the Ma'aseh and the Yula. I don't know exactly how, but like I said to you earlier, in the Alter Rebbe's own cross examination, they asked him. What is known about Harabi Vulpah? Because Harabi Volpe was so to speak the one who jumped ship. He was from the Daily Tahidam Magid. It wasn't a khasi, it was A Rebbe who went in and misnagdim. him. So the government wanted to know what he knows about this person who abandoned the Derach chassid, so to speak. And Al Rebbe told him the story that I told you before. That he wanted money and he came to Stalin, to Khalin, they didn't give him, and he said he's gonna to go to Vilna and Masir. He went to Vilna, the Vilna didn't help him either. That's what's written. So, the bottom line is, we don't know why the Alt-Rebbe was arrested the first time. Was it from the Misnagdim? It's hard to know. I mean, the second time when the Misnagdim had the Alt-Rebbe arrested, they didn't make a secret of it. It was official, you understand. The, the story was that these letters were written in the early summer, in the spring. It was the Shavuos time. One of the letters is dated on Shavuos itself. And the letter was sent to one uh, officer of the government who passed it on to another officer of the government who passed another one. Till the king of Russia, the Tsar himself, the Tsar got this note, and in the note he he implicated, he condemned al Terebe, but also many of the followers of al in Vilna and in Shklov. So the king sent an order that they should find out about this new movement. The king didn't know yet. chesidim as a which is hard for me to imagine, but I think he wasn't the day gives the and they went back down the whole chain of command and that's what's interesting you see all the letters going up all the letters coming back <laughs> and uh, they did some uh, exa- research and they discovered there is was this, u- this unique group and they called themselves Khzidim, the, the Russians didn't pronounce the word Khzidim correctly they had a, a mispronunciation the Misnagdim used to call us Kalinim I told this to you already they called them Kalinim and finally an order came that they should arrest a whole bunch of people the Alter Rebbe many of his Khsidim. Along with al they arrested one or two other the rebbes. Chaim Mayam Dura had already passed away, but I think his son was arrested, same al was arrested. There were several others who were arrested here with al And the instructions were, Al-Tareb should be brought to Peterburg The others should be arrested, and the, the orders changed. The order was to bring them to Peterburg Then the order was, stop and wait, stay. So some of them were arrested and held in Vilna. Some were arrested and held in Shklov. Some were arrested, moved partially to Pettiburg and then kept wherever it was until they would be able to resolve the whole situation. Al-Trab came to Pettiburg. al was in Petersburg from after Simchasteida till uh, Yotus Kislev. When Al-Trab was released from prison, orders came that all the Hasidim, wherever they were, should also be released. So as the story goes, that it was Chala Suka's Topkuf Nuntes. Okay, let me give you a <laughs> the following story is negated to the arrest but nobody knows why and how this is a story which of the Rebbe's Rishim this is a story the Feeding ever told all the Rebbe's Zichar HaEme in other words that rabshmu uh, Shmuel Munkis was a very big Chassid was a Merdik Baal and near where he lived there were two Goyim Mechashim two Goyim Galochim who had spiritual powers of Tuma and they used to hurt Jews and they found out that the head of the Jewish community, the, in other words, the Kayach Ruchni, was a Bishmur Mumpus. And they challenged him to a, to the equivalent of a debate, to a, a demonstration in public. And they agreed to meet in a public place where Yidden and Goyim would both be comfortable. So they chose a hotel. a can't imagine what kind of hotel it was, but whatever it was. A place where people frequented, like a tavern. So Goyim and Yidin were all comfortable. Nobody felt like it was in the enemy's turf. And they met together. And these two Goyim said to Abshum Munkis, We're two, and you're one, so you go first. And do something, and we'll try to be yokayach." So Ashwal Munkis said, No, 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 you go first, I'll be So they were very surprised. And Shv Munkis, you're not afraid. He says, No, I'm not afraid, go ahead. So they took a glass of water. They started saying incantation, they started saying uh, tumma words, and the water started to become putrid. The water, Posh, started to become, change colors and start to stink until it Posh, it smelled like death, like, like meat itself. Putrid and f- stenchy, it was disgusting. And they told Shmomukh Munkas, he should drink it. Understand, this was plain water, and they said words, and it changed. You know, Amistama, you guys are aware of this. One of the famous makhlaikis in Yishenim is whether there's any mamoshes. To these in Yonin. The Ramban says that there is, and the Ramos has self-bubbamaisis. The whole thing is a khidr, zaynaim. It's all hypnosis, it has no Matthias, and so on. And there's ways of resolving the makhlaikis and shaynim as well, but not the year now. So Shwomunkis made a bit of a and And he drank the whole cup. And they waited for him to blow up. <laughs> he drank death. It's a gonzhkatrav. They were very, very shocked. And then Shwomunkis took a bottle of zexanine skits, be it. He filled up two glasses. He says, drink it. He didn't say any incantations. He didn't do anything. He just drink it. They saw that he was not affected by their koyachatuma. They realized that this is not a posha person, and they were afraid to drink it. The goyim at the debate forced them to drink it. With, within days, both of them were dead. Within a very very short time. When he came to the Rebbe next, he came for Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe said to him, "How do you do something like this?" How do you take upon yourself such an acrost? I think alt Rebbe said that if I had not answered Amen in your bracha, Al Rebbe answered Amen in his bracha, you would have been finished. And Alter Rebbe said that he had to do tikkun for a meshcheg for a long time, for this Indian. Alter Rebbe was very unhappy about it. So, the way the story goes, he came for Rosh Hashanah, he went away after Rosh Hashanah, and he came back for Yom Kippur. Out of Yom Kippur, he was walking into Lajna, and all of a sudden, he was attacked by black birds. Birds which had dive bombed him. In such a flock, in such a large number, that it was impossible for him to walk by it. And he's trying to get into Lajna, and the birds are not letting him. The al kept coming out of his house, going out into the street and looking around, and as he got close to him, he called two people, and I believe one of them was the Mittalareb himself, his own son, and he said, Shmuel gate and Kenish der Gain. Gate demerit Shmuel is going and he can't come. Go out and be makabo So they came out to greet the Shmuel. And the Bishmul saw them, he started screaming at them, why did you come here? So they said, the Rebbe sent us. And he started to shout at them, the Rebbe sent me fools, the Rebbe sent me idiots, meaning to say, they shouldn't have listened. Now, the pshat, the story is told just the way I'm telling it to you. Um, pshat, it's hard to know pshat. What does it mean? Why did Shmuel Mukas get so upset that the Rebbe sent people and so on and so on? I suspect that the Bishmul realized that the fact that Al Alter Rebbe was putting his neck out for him, could hurt the Al Rebbe. You understand? In other words, he, he had a, he started off with the and He had to deal with the liumazen, and the Alter Rebbe sent people to help him. And he was very, very. Alter told them to makab up upon him, and he said to them, "You shouldn't have listened. You should not have come. This is my issue." I so it says that that yom kippur he was in lojne, and he didn't dive in the Alter Rebbe's base medrash. And. Then the Freerik Rebbe said, <laughs> That was the year the Al-Tarabba was arrested. So our Rebbe says to the Freerik Rebbe, What's the connection? What's the connection in this Sippor? And Al-Tarabba's arrest, and the Freerik Rebbe says, I don't know, but this is how the story is told, always. The story was always told, the end of this story was, <laughs> So what's the Pshat? But this is just, it's a story. And the, the Rabayim were medayik Whenever they told the story To connect it to Al Abba's arrest Chalameit They came into into Lajna With a black chariot Somebody told me it's called the Black Mary Okay And this chariot was notorious It was infamous It was a chariot that the government used to arrest Criminals who were accused of crimes against the state Crimes of treason, of disloyalty And Bechlal If you were accused of being a spy or a traitor dosei. You know, you start up with the government, they'll kill you. But as soon as that wagon drove into Lush, it became relatively a pachat by everybody. Or the Altarebbe, you didn't see any pachat. They drove up to the police station. They wanted to consult the police chief. And the police chief said to them that the Altarebbe is Yom Tif is now. And there are many, many of them here. And it's a bad idea that they should take the Altarebbe. Now they wait after Yom Tif. So they said to him, that at, at he'll run away. And they said, no, this man is not going to run. He's not a runner. So till at the Simchas Teira, they did nothing the few days that they were there rumors started to spread they came to arrest Isru Chag, the day after Sukkot and as the story is told <coughs> they came into the house and they asked for the al the Muslim they called him was Alman Baruchovich. I'm imagining so the Rebetzin said he's davening he's busy so the, the leader of this contingent gave her a slap no, al wife Rebetzin's dead and he slapped her so hard that a tooth fell out of her mouth now how hard do you have to hit a person how hard you have to hit a person? How much a do you have to have? To hit you be a tooth should fall out of their mouth. It just gives you an idea. So she pointed to the Alter Rebbe's door. He opened the door. Alter Rebbe gishtan and tassin film. It was davening. Bechol Alter Rebbe film the whole day. Alter and the Vilna Gorn and a lot of other saw wore film from sunrise to sunset. You're supposed to wear film the whole day. We don't wear film the whole day. Mitzad gufnaki and mitzad mitzad restach voice, and so forth. But Daily, you start Going back to who knows when, where the the Ken Godel film the whole day. Shorosh, not Shoyad, but he was film. They saw the Alter Rebbe in film, and he's pushing out the Sheikh from al Befachad, and he closes the door and he says to the Rebbe, "Yeah, he is busy. <laughs> Tell me when to come back." So instead of saying an hour, she said six hours, seven hours, whatever, to give him some time. And they left. And of course, everybody knows the Vart that later on, one of Al Rebbe's relatives asked Al Rebbe, How come when the Goyim saw you in film, they started to tremble? Say, Thumbs up, Ferdisha Gemara Menachas, right? With all Goy sees that the name of Hashem is upon a Yid, and he fears him. So this Yid said to Al Terebe, But Goyim see me in film all the time, nobody's ever afraid. If your are on top of your head, the goya is not afraid. But if you wear tfiln such a even that the are inside your head, the goya has aim of a fachet. And parenthetically, when the Rebbe started Mifsit film, which was immediately before, two days before the Sixth Day War started, the Rebbe quoted this Gemara. And it didn't bother him that the people putting on film was Kam Kam Al-Harosh, let alone not bidrosh. The Rebbe said, we are a miracle of his film the Bostan Alarash. When the Rebbe made a film campaign, he said, A guy sees <laughs> a year to put on film, even if he's not wearing the film, he still the aim of a which is what happened in the six day work. The Rebbe finished davening and he escaped. He escaped. And he went to a nearby town and um, he met the, the same Rebbe Shmuel Munkis. Who a few weeks before had the maise with Yom Kippur the same year, and he said to Shmuel Munkas, Shmuel was mekum and not a steed, and they came to arrest me. So Shmuel Munkas, Alta Rebbe, I say you should go and allow yourself to be arrested. The fact that Alta Rebbe consulted the Shmuel Munkas tells you that is given to Shmuel Munkas. Shmuel Munkas was not a person clout. And Rishulmukh also understood what al Rebbe was asking. I mean, I've told this to you before. al Rebbe's question was, to him was as follows: I have to be arrested. If you have escaped a chance to save yourself, you're not allowed to be arrested. How do you reconcile that? When Halacha says someone is going to put you in danger and you could get away, you have to get away. And you know that you have to go through this. In order to bring Chasidis into the world, what do you do when Halacha and Chasidis diverge? Ahrim Ashisha was a religious Jew, an Orthodox Jew. A Ered is not allowed to put himself in a makam sakana, Going to jail was something that Abba knew he needed to go through. But since he escaped and he had a way to get away, Abiyah Loch, was Mokhuyev, not to allow himself to be arrested. So he consulted the Choset. Since Abiyah Loch, I'm not allowed to do this because it's the Korah Nefesh. And Abiyah Chasidis, I must do this. So what should I do? So Shmokha says, go. So the Rebbe tells us, nefesh. That's has told them for you it's not a nefesh. And if he to- this, the way the story is told, I don't know if it's true or not, but the story is told that the Mendelvitrsky was once trained. he told al a story. He was, was traveling once. And he told about the Balagol to go very fast. And they went down a hill. And they were going so fast that they couldn't turn. And they ran straight into the front ho- front door of a person's estate. And the guy came out with a revolver. And wanted to shoot him. He, he, he trespassed destroyed his fence and his front window so the Balagola turns around and he points at the Mendel it's his fault <laughs> so the guy pointed the revolver at the and he pulled the trigger and the, the bullets didn't fly out of the gun and so so later on the Mendel said I don't understand a guy points a gun at you so you pointed at me <laughs> so he tells him kind of Emiyyu he says someone tells me to go down a hill fast I don't listen to him I only listened to him because it was you so you're, if bistu a Rebbe, if you're a Rebbe, so no bullet could hurt you. And if you're not a Rebbe, you deserve it. Why, why should I suffer? Because I listen to you. So the way the story is told, the, the is told this story to the Rebbe. And he was, a Messiah, if you're a Rebbe, no bullet could hurt you. In other words, it's api not a sakona, for you. Like the Gemara about, uh, about, the uh, Gemara tells the story, no, he was living in a Chorva, he says, empty the house and then carry out my bed. And as soon as they carried out his bed, the house collapsed. For Nochimash it was not happy from, heippa from, from, from his safety. And, and if you're not at told them, you deserve a bullet. al went back and he allowed himself to be arrested. He, what he did was he was mafarsim that he's in the city and they came and they arrested him. Another, you know, I heard from Rabbi Ashraf Salavitch, on the tape. was, 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 a, was, was an Chaim lajna who was the greatest of Tamina Don-Lagon. And he said that in his mishpacha there was a maseir. And the maseir goes like this. That when they came to arrest the Altarebbe, he left the and went to a nearby town. The name of the town was Khaslavich. Khaslavich was a town of Chesidim. And al Altarebbe knew that the Russian agents are going to come look for him. So he had to hide in a place where the Russian agents would not come to look for him. The Rav of Khaslavich was a very big misnaget. And the government knew that a Masnagid would give him up right away. So the Alt-Rebbe came to the misnagid's house and he hid in the Rav's house. And the Rav hid him. They came to Haslavic. This is what he told. And they went from house to house looking for the Alt-Rebbe. They didn't think to go to the Rav's house because they knew the Rav was a big misnagid in the Alt-Rebbe. And they didn't find him. So the Hasidim of haslavich made a takonah. As a result of this, that they would always have a misnagid Sharov. To honor the fact that the misnagid protected the Alt-Rebbe, his father... His father was a big he was They always had a misnagic. in the merit of the fact. This, I, this is a story he told. heard from him uh, that they always that they that he protected the altar Okay, with you have to go down and.